Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Everything is Black and White podcast brought to you by Chronicle Live and sponsored by Hodgson Motor Group bringing you the latest insight into everything to do with Newcastle United. Find us on iTunes, Spotify or most podcast providers. Hello and welcome to Everything is Black and White podcast. It's time for our weekend preview. Newcastle United welcome Crystal Palace to St Jim's Park this Saturday and I'm joined by Football London's Scott Trotter who's going to give us the insight into Roy Hodgson's men. Scott, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. Um... I mean, how, how do you view this game? Because Crystal Palace seem to be one of those sides a bit inconsistent, but can surprise uh, people, you know, when they are on their day. Got some very um, attacking players, some very talented players. Obviously, Sahar stands out. Um, is this a game that Crystal Palace will feel they should be winning? Um, I think it's a game they'll definitely look to win. Um, they've not long came back from a run where they played all of the top six consecutive, uh, consecutively, pretty much, and since then they've been looking to recruit some points um i think palace and newcastle are pretty similar um they probably prefer not to have the ball a lot of the time um so it'd be interesting to see who kind of takes the initiative to hold possession a bit more um palace i think will be happy with any points at this stage uh, with the amount of injuries they've got i think that is kind of holding them back and kind of exposing some of the lack of depth they've got despite the attack and talent that they do have so we'll talk about some of them players and obviously Sahar stands out off the link to top clubs. I mean, how did Newcastle stop him? Is it a case you've got to, you've got to man mark him? Um, we, we saw last year um, Yedlin uh, tripped him in the box if I'm not mistaken. Memory serves me right and there was a penalty uh, conceded. He's a very tricky player to keep quiet. Very much so. Um, and I think... Probably the best way to stop them is one where Newcastle aren't the most adept in that, just stopping Palace have the ball. Um, against Brighton on Monday, uh, Palace for the first 60, 70 minutes, very quiet. All from three players, not just Zaha, um, not too involved in the game. Um, but then that last 20 minutes, a, a flick, uh, switch flipped and once they've got their tails up and Zaha fancies it, I'm not sure there are many players that can stop them. Um, if he is one-on-one, he's going to get probably hacked down quite a lot. There's going to be yellow cards. I know it's well spoken of Watford kind of share the challenges on Sahar out to stop the sendings off. But um, yeah, I think if he's on form, he'll take some stop. And then there's a reason he's Palace's key player and linked to all these big sides. And is that how Palace play? Is it everything goes through Sahar? He's the main threat. The ball you know, is given to him and it's, it's him that is likely to get the goals? Um, I think he's probably the one you would kind of pick out to get a goal. Um, scoring isn't Palace's strong point this season. Um, as I say, they spend a lot of time without the ball and getting bodies behind it. Um, I think the likes of Argue is uh, very adept to holding the ball up, but he's quite often quite deep. Um, so it isn't necessarily going to be the one to get on the end of the box. But 
like you say, that last 20 minutes of a match when Palace get going forward, uh, it can come from anywhere. Townsend is usually one who was quite good, but again, he's out. Um, and perhaps Ben Teke could start and cause a few issues as well. Well, injury news is obviously quite an important factor. You mentioned Townsend there. Uh, I think Cahill's had um, uh, operation. So what, what, what else is happening there for Crystal Palace? Who else is uh, doubt or is missing on Saturday? Yeah, so the big one which kind of got exploited on Monday night is at left back, um, Patrick Van Aalhout's been out, and then Jeffrey Schlupp's a long-term injury, and then Jairo Riedewald, who came in kind of not a regular left back, Palace, not a regular player for Palace, and um, he ended up coming into the match with an injury and having to be substituted. So we're kind of waiting to see what's happened with him. We're also kind of, um, Van Aalhout is not meant to be out for as long as some of the other players likes of Cahill and uh, Ward and Schlupp but there's not really been an indication that he'll be back this soon yet um, so that is the main area that they're going to be a bit of a worry really We mentioned there we've mentioned Sahar um, obviously is the, is the strength but the weakness you, you mentioned there that Palace struggle to score goals is that their, is that their main weakness which Newcastle will look to exploit? Yeah, it's it's been a struggle, but their kind of their bread and butters keep them out. So they always tend to be in a game, and obviously with Sahar, um, they do have the talent to go and grab one. Um, I think it's going to be a very tight game this weekend between them. So if it's nil nil going into that last twenty minutes, it become I think Palace become almost more likely to score, but. It really depends on how both teams set the stall out this weekend, I think. What is Palace's defence like? Obviously, Newcastle are struggling for goals themselves. Um, you know, the 50-50 John Joe Shelby um, will be available for Saturday. He's their, their top scorer. Obviously, the defence this season have scored the majority of goals for Newcastle, while uh, Joe Linton, obviously £40 million, he's not hit the ground running at all. Um, will he be given a, an easier ride against Palace, or will the defence, or is the defence the key elements of uh, Roy Hodgson's side? Yeah, I think it's something Hodgson's kind of prided the team on. Um, I think before Monday night, they kept three consecutive clean sheets um, against Burnley, Bournemouth and Watford, and obviously not the most prolific teams in the world. So I think Newcastle will have the work cut out, especially because obviously they haven't got that much firepower come from up the top end of the pitch. Um like I say, with those injuries at left-back, um, that kind of got exploited a little bit on Monday night and they had lots of balls being played across the field to the right wing, um, both when Riederwald and MacArthur was filling in there. So I think Shelby's a really interesting one because if he was to get time and space and be able to knock it out to somebody like Almer, and I'm not sure whether he's fit this weekend, um, it would be a place that they could challenge Palace. But um, like I say, defensively, um, pretty solid. They're going to probably clear that first instance of a ball coming in or from a set piece but I think it's those kind of quicker interchanges where they're more at risk with the likes of James Tompkins Scott Dan perhaps aren't as agile on the feet as some forward players tend to be I mean, That's a frustrating thing for Newcastle obviously they played Burnley uh, would beat a turf more and they play Palace this weekend and it Obviously, Alan St. Maxman is the talisman. He, when he runs a pace, he's, he terrifies defences, isn't it? I think the Burnley game was was made for him. The, the full-backs aren't exactly the strongest. You've mentioned here Palace's injury was there at left-back especially. Um, so Newcastle United fans, 
I was just wondering what if, if obviously if Sir Maximum was fit, and I, I suppose Palace fans would be quite happy to to read that obviously Sir Maximum will be missing, and, and Almiron is again fifty fifty like Shelley. It's, uh, that, that that kind of team news must be welcomed by uh, Crystal Palace. Yeah, very much so. I think I think like I say these games between Palace and Newcastle are ones that kind of can go towards dictating the season and those injuries um, in sort of key areas where you could impact Palace probably will make fans feel a bit more secure. I think Hodgson will certainly be a little bit more relieved to have maybe the likes of Joe Linden on the wing who's perhaps not got as much confidence as uh, St. Maximum. But I think Palace will take the threat that Newcastle can pose seriously. Um, like I said, they always build up from solid at the back and then they'll see what chances they can get going forward. We hope you've enjoyed this episode so far. It's sponsored by Hodgson Motor Group, the Northeast number one family-owned Toyota, Mazda and Suzuki dealership group. Please remember to like and subscribe to the podcast through wherever you get your podcasts from. So obviously you've mentioned there, well we've mentioned there a few players who would be key but might be missing. So is there anyone else that stands out stand out for you that you've, you've seen a bit of this season for Newcastle? Um... Did it, like I say it's those kind of players that I miss now. I've kind of, although Almiron's not perhaps got the end product, I think he does make a difference going. I think he kind of got that at um, Burnley. Uh, obviously, a lot of the goals that come from defence. So I'm kind of interested to see how they perhaps get opportunities going forward and against Palace in particular because Palace do sit off. Um, I've mentioned it a few times already. It'll be interesting to see who takes the initiative to have possession in this match. I think Newcastle might have even just edged it against Burnley. So with Palace's kind of flat back four, uh, I will be interested to see how they're going to breach that and if set pieces might be something where Newcastle look to get their big chances from. How will they handle someone like Andy Carroll if he, if he comes through fifth through training this week and uh, we haven't heard why anything else to say he shouldn't do? Um, how do Chris Palace's defence... Uh, centre backs handle you know the big man up top. Yeah, so a lot of this season has obviously seen Gary Cahill play, um, and I think him and Tompkins been like I said pretty good at clearing that first ball into the box. Whether they faced anybody quite like Andy Carroll, I'm not sure. Um, Scott Dan, I'm sure, will offer something similar to what Cahill has, and I think they'll be like rehearsing those kind of routines with the big ball coming in. Um, but I think the issue where they might have is that sort of second ball area where who's gambling, who's coming next in for it. Because Carroll, I'm actually a huge fan of. I think he causes problems for any defence just because of how much of a unit he is. And um, like I say it might not be the goals come from Carroll's head. I think it's those second and third balls where things start to get a bit messy and Palace can't always clear out as efficiently as what you would like. Um, so, how do you see Saturday going then? What's your score prediction? Um, certainly not one I'm seeing a lot of goals in. Um, perhaps a 1-1 if Newcastle can get one early and then Palace come on strong at the end. I think it's going to be one of those nil-nils, 1-1s, 1-0s. But yeah, I think with the injury problems both sides have, they might kind of just about be happy scraping away with the draw. Well, I hope for the sake of all of us, it's a bit more entertaining than that prediction Scott back and see 
where you're coming from. Uh, thank you very much for joining us on the Everything is Black and White podcast. No worries. Thank you again for having me. That was the view there from down at Crystal Palace. I'm joined by John Gibson now, um, who sees every Newcastle United game, obviously covered the club for a long time um, for the Chronicle. We just got him in here ahead of his Christmas special of Gibbo's Corner, which obviously will be available on Christmas Day. John, you looking forward to Saturday's game against Palace? I am, and uh, with a little bit of apprehension, and that's only because it's Newcastle United. So you, and being a Geordie who's followed them for so long through thin and thinner, you have a bit of apprehension. But I am looking forward to it. It's a holiday time, and it's a crucial time for Newcastle because I've got a feeling, Andrew, that they, this is one of the matches where you must get three points, having not got anything at Burnley because of what's going to come, and you want to go into the festive period on and up I mean Palace come into this game face Newcastle uh, the form at home from Newcastle has been absolutely brilliant hasn't since that opening day defeat yep. against Arsenal absolutely um, right it's been absolutely superb. right and Steve will be wanting to, to keep that form going yes without a shadow of that I think it's seven unbeaten Um can be argued, if you want to be a perfectionist that there is a couple of draws in there that should have been wins I'm thinking of Brighton or Watford, uh, etc. Uh, so it's not quite the perfect record, but it's a very, very good record, seven unbeaten. And Palace is the sort of team, with respect to Palace, because they're a good away side, and often I think Palace are better away from home than at home, counter-attacking, etc., etc. Um, but nonetheless, they're not one of the top four Champions League clubs, and so you're looking to get three points from a game like this without a shadow of doubt. Of course, Newcastle faced some injuries uh, yep. ahead of the game. Shelby, Army yep. on 50-50, obviously St. Maximum is, is out, out. Yep. Um, for the foreseeable. It's hard to replace St. Maximum, isn't it? Because he is the one that gets the crowd off their seats. He's the one that yep. scares defenders. And obviously Palace have got a man like that of their own in Wilfred Sahar. Yeah. Um, Newcastle haven't really got anyone to replace him. Atu came in, Julian in switch no, position. Uh, it's that's right. I mean, we went to Burnley and we went without the two wide players who, while they don't score goals, um, they do get up the field very, very quickly. Um, Almiran in particular works back a lot uh, defensively and all of a sudden when we lost those two on the flanks, yes, Atsu has got pace, Um but he's, I think he's a poor version of Maximum or Almirin, for that matter. And Joe Linton hasn't blistering pace. And, well, at the moment, doesn't seem to have an awful lot. Like, uh, I mean, he really is struggling, the boy. Um, I mean, my only sort of apprehension with Newcastle in my Christmas wish for now, in for the new... My Christmas wish for the New Year's, please get me forward that actually scores goals um, because while we lack that Andrew, while we rely on our defenders and our midfielders Shelby, to score goals I mean you're really pushing your luck because that isn't their first job neither the midfielders nor the defence first job is to score goals and until we have a regular goal scorer, we are going to live on a knife edge. It doesn't matter whether we're mid-table or near the bottom, you just think two defeats and you drop way back down. And you're going to live on a knife edge when you haven't got goals. And the thing that bothers me about not having goals, we've only had two goals scored by a front three player, anybody playing 
in the front three all season. And yet you look at the Finnish guy that's at Norwich and Danny Ings at Southampton. They've both scored nine goals each this season and one team's second bottom and the other team's third bottom. Now, if we had a nine-goal striker in this team at the moment, we would be more than comfortable. And um, I just pray that Ashley backs Steve Bruce in this and gets us a striker and doesn't take the attitude. I spent forty million on Joe Linton and twenty-one million on Almirin. Um, they haven't scored goals, so why should I back my scouts in the transfer market in January, or will I be wasting money? Would you switch the formation and bring in Dwight Gill? Dwight Gill obviously should have scored against Burnley. Mr. Yes, he should. I really would. I mean, I know how difficult it is and I know you want to play with just one man up front and two out wide and the one man up front therefore has to be a big man. No, you can't do that. Um, But if you're lacking goals and you look individually, the seven members that can play across the front three, taking out maximum because of, of his injury... Muto's not going to score goals. Carroll doesn't score a pile of goals. The best finisher is Gale. And so in some way you want to get him on the pitch to see. And they really need to get him on the pitch to see if he'll score goals and keep us up because they've got to decide not only to buy somebody in January, but if Gale isn't going to do it for us, if he isn't going to get the opportunity, he may as well be sold in January. Yeah, You can imagine a championship side... Oh. needing to get in the playoffs or needing to secure promotion you know it's, it's, it's he's well almost a, he's almost a guarantee for yeah. a championship side that's near the top now that he'll take you up no question about that and I think in his last full Premier League season first he scored six or something of that nature uh, which is a downside better than anybody's doing at the moment but of course physically is not quite fits the attributes that Bruce wants off a lone centre forward well, I'm going to ask you for your score prediction. Are you going to give us some Christmas cheer? I am going to give you some Christmas cheer. Um, I'm thinking that Newcastle will win a tight match, 2-1 or 1-0. I would probably, if push, go for 2-1. Say thank you very much, take the three points, Merry Christmas and uh, move on to the new year. Well, there you have it. This has been the Everything is Black and White podcast. We bring you live coverage of... Castle United versus Crystal Palace over on our website chroniclelive.co.uk. 